we created a new lane and called it infrastructure. This is ETC by us. On one hand, you have the archive, a subscription-based curated database and network which contains detailed information on creatives and their happenings on an exclusively local level. You have the creative consulting brokerage, a service-driven division which provides holistic end-to-end creative consulting solutions for creative individuals and groups. And then future forward, we have ETC by Akis, our nonprofit division. This awards deserving creatives funding, resources, and assistance to achieve their goals. And here's what it means to be part of the infrastructure. For the creatives, a centralized location that serves as a digital encyclopedia archiving your content and history, a reliable distribution system that connects you with the consumers who want to know what's going on in the creative community, a platform that supports your projects in meaningful and intentional ways, and down the line, access to funding from corporate and community partners. For consumers, we offer the answer to the question, what's happening in my city? Who are the people that are adding value to the culture and how can I support? How can I be part of it? Access to special deals and exclusives and content and merchandise and ease of consumption as we deliver archive-related content directly to you. And to the culture, we offer infrastructure, an organized system that makes navigating the creative scene easier than it's ever been because telling our story and documenting the narrative of Columbus's important work so tap into local with ETC. Visit us on Instagram at etc.by.us. Follow us on Twitter at the ETC by us. And you can find more info online at etcbyus.com. Chapter one, book one, verse motherfucking one. I got my key bitch. Yo, so this is um naming it is the hardest part. And I was thinking about that as I was about to go live. I was like, brother, that's such a perfect name for this joint because naming a new project is the most difficult shit in the entire world, right? And like sometimes you'll come up with a name for it and you'll be like, yo, it's perfect. But then as you develop it more, you have to go back into the bag and like, oh, this is a better name for it and everything. Like, for example, the conversations I've been having with people, I've been putting it out via the ETC by us podcast. Um, you know, right now they're called et cetera with, and then the name of the person I'm talking to and then about, and then it's about whatever we're talking about on it. Right. And when I came up with that, I was like, oh, this is genius. Well, not genius is perfect. And then, you know, now I'm like, you know, it would probably be better if I called on um, thank you for the conversation, because a lot of times it's just conversation that I'm having with people. And like I leave feeling really refreshed and I think it's a little bit more on brand with what um, I wanted to start them for. Like, I just want to record the great conversations that I was having with other dope ass creatives and whatnot. Um, but the thing is, I've already named it what I named it. And so I'm just like keeping it as is and and whatnot but um these joints right here naming this the hardest part like i think that i'm gonna keep them how uh i'm gonna keep that name just because it's descriptive i feel like it perfectly describes like all of this um even yesterday i was talking to some people and i was telling them about like this new creative project that i'm working on for 2020 which i, I can't really going to details about, but I'm super excited about it. 
um, it's, it became a reality yesterday on Christmas. So it's like, oh shit, like I've been thinking about this for so long. And it's like, damn, nigga, you do everything. You know, it's like you really are one et cetera ass nigga. <laughs> it's like it's always hard to describe like what exactly I do. Naming it is the hardest part. So I don't know. I just thought that I would mention that. Um, but I did want to get on today and say that man, I took off yesterday because it was Christmas. But you know, when I started these, this is the ninth one. I want to say so. Um, we're only going to go until, um, December 31st. I'm going to be doing the lives on the, on a day, daily basis. Um, after December 31st, I'm doing a medium change. So I'm probably still going to come on and go live like once a week, but it's definitely not going to be daily. Um, but I am going to still record. I don't know if, if you want to go on a monologue. Even though I guess that's the only thing that you would call a dialogue with yourself. So I'm still going to record these and I'm just going to distribute them out via the podcast feed. And uh, so if you want to hear like these you know, musings and all that type of stuff, you're going to have to subscribe and get it that way. Um, and then I'm going to come on and do a live video from the ETC by Keys Facebook page. And uh, that's going to be probably the content that is on the creative wire, which is going to be distributed out on Mondays um, for all subscribers for ETC. So I'm just going to do like a rundown and like say, yo, this is everything that is going on in Columbus um, in the creative community um, that has crossed my plate, that's been put on my table that I am aware of and just putting it out that way and kind of give my commentary and stuff on it. Um, main reason why I'm doing that is just because putting out these lives is taxing. Um, not taxing because I don't want to do it. It's just, you know, having to sit down and Facebook has made going live really fucking difficult for no reason. And, um, it's also one of those things about, you know, if you make yourself too available, then nobody cares as much as if you uh, do it sporadically. Now, when I started these, I said that I wasn't doing it because I wanted to, uh, you know, put out stuff for people or whatever. I just wanted to document my thoughts. I wanted to document the process and also instill discipline. But now that that discipline has been instilled, like every day I know that I have to get on, I have to record some things um, just so I can put it out and, you know, I've trained myself in that way, in that regard. So I've created that quality inside myself. I developed that inside myself. And now the question is, well, what do you do with it? And so it's like, all right, you know, I have this tool, it's now in my toolbox, and I want to use it to build something. And so uh, I kind of look at this experiment these last two weeks as the mixtape, you feel me? And next comes the actual album. That's the more curated content, the more, um, That's the right word for it. When you put time and energy into like outlining it and everything. I've even like practiced doing more outlines so that the thoughts aren't so sporadic. They're not just being rambling. It's more like topic driven and whatnot. So um, come January 1, I keep on saying it and I still mean it. Uh, ETC is going live. You can subscribe officially. And part of that process is that I'm going to stop doing these Facebook lives every day, every weekday. And instead, 
This is going to go out via the uh, podcast stream, which you can subscribe. It's everywhere. It's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Google Podcasts, it's on Spotify Podcasts, it's on Pocket Casts, it's on Anchors, anywhere that you can find podcasts. Um, and we're probably actually going to work on getting it up on YouTube and stuff too. And um, in between, you know, these musings, these uh, naming it is the hardest part segments, it's going to be other types of content and stuff too. So that's where you're going to get the interviews, the one-on-ones, the group discussions, um, et cetera, et cetera. No pun intended. I think about Gary V and the 48 Laws of Power. I got this book, The 48 Laws of Power, right? And a quick side story, um, Yogi Johanan, he bought this book for me uh, when I was working for him, well, interning for him at Warhol and Wall Street. And he was like, <laughs> I hope that he doesn't get mad about me telling this story, but epic, right? The uh, first, <laughs> the first rule, the first law of uh, the 48 Laws of Power is never outshine the master. <laughs> and he gave that to me because he was like, bro, you always fucking try to um, rebuke and reject authority. <laughs> like You cannot outshine the people that are leading you and everything. I'm not going to say what that was a reference to, but um, that's, he was like, you know what? You know, he was pulling different stuff from this book. He was like, I'm about to just buy you the book. And then um, I was reading it. And you know, if you know me, you know, my car has been broken into a bunch of times. So we went out to D.C. And um, long story short, we were parked at Howard. I was inside the bookstore getting my brother a Christmas gift at the time. And we was inside for like 10 minutes, bro. 10 minutes. Came outside, window smashed. The only thing that was took up was my book bag. My computer was stolen. But even more than my computer that I was sorry about was the fact that my 48 Laws of Power was stolen. Then, um, you know, my good friend at the time, shout out to Candace, she, you know, saw how hurt I was. So then she went and she bought the book for me again. I was like, oh, that's so dope, whatever. So that's the one that I still have. It's really special to me. But I think that it's funny. The reason why I mentioned Gary Vee and why I mentioned this book is because, you know, there's a lot of uh, narratives and stuff out there about these type of things. You know, I see people uh, talk about Gary Vee. It's like, oh, don't listen to him. Oh, he's selling dreams and there's nothing that you can really take from it or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they say the same thing about people that read books like this, The 48 Laws of Power. It's like, oh, you know, it's uh, predatory and, you know, it's um, indecent and like all types of shit, whatever. A lot of shit talking this stuff for it. And I don't disagree with all of it. Like, I don't think that anybody should be a complete disciple of any one text or whatever. You can't put any body of work that was made by humans as... um. What's the word word for it? You can't elevate that up to a level where it's like, this is the Bible. You see what I mean? Like nothing that's made by humans should be completely and totally followed. But what you can do is you can expose yourself to as many different ways of thoughts, as many different schools of thoughts as you can and take what you agree with, the things that you feel like are important and you can apply those to your life and you can, um, use critical thinking and say, you know, what? I think that this is a, a good point that was being made or here's a good strategy that I could take and I can add to, again, your toolbox and whatnot. And there's a law inside the 48 Laws of Power. Like some people, they use it just to uh, get up. And, I mean, even the book itself, it advocates for using it to control people and to manipulate people and all that type of stuff. And I think that manipulating people is wrong. But on that same note, 
you can still responsibly use manipulation to um, achieve the desired results. I think that what's important when you're manipulating things and, and variables is that you stay principled, you stay grounded, you know what your morals are, you know what your ethics are, and you let that be your compass. And as long as your compass is true, then it doesn't really matter like what you're doing when you're walking. Um, I think about what Kanye said again, right? Uh, I think about what he said in his book I read when I was in high school. Uh, Thank you and you're welcome. And it, it said um, people, they're often afraid to be used. Uh, like there's nothing wrong with using people. What's wrong is when you misuse, you abuse or... And what's the other one? I think it's overuse. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that if you're using somebody, and you're taking advantage of them, then that's fucked up. But if you can't be used, then that means that you're useless. You feel me? So it's just about changing the way that you look at different stuff. If you're manipulating people so you can get over on them and take advantage of them, that's fucked up. But if you're manipulating things and you're doing politics or whatever so that you can achieve a ethical desired result, that's less fucked up. That's just my thinking. If you agree, disagree, that's up to you. But that's how I feel about stuff. So I'm reading this book, not thinking about, oh, how can I get in power? How can I be king and make everybody worship me? I'm the emperor or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you know, I have goals. I have objectives. I'm trying to change the culture here in Columbus. I want um, to create infrastructure here in Columbus. Um, you know, I have goals or whatever. I'm trying to spread love and trying to spread creativity, et cetera. And so if I can, you know, amass power however I need to, then whatever. Anyways, Law 25 says to re recreate yourself. And uh, that's kind of what I've been doing over the last, what, 10 years, 11 years. Um, just making sure that I never get stagnant. I was listening to Drake's interview yesterday. Uh, on the Rap Radar podcast on title, and he was like, you know, if you never improve, if you never change anything up, and if you're not dynamic, then people won't keep on like tuning into you, or whatever. It's like you're just saying the same thing over and over again. And so I, I try my hardest to be a well-rounded individual, and that's the reason why I'm always excited about new creative projects and and doing new stuff. Um, while also maintaining and carrying on the things I've started in the past. So, you know, to the drummer's beat, the first podcast I created, that was, we're about to celebrate five years in March. Um, and it's still gone. We have almost 200 episodes. You know, uh, there's another comment saying people be like, uh, everybody has a podcast and shit. But everybody doesn't have 150 episodes. It, so I'm just saying, like, keep shit going. Uh, Orange Soda. You know, we just celebrated two years for that. Native Tongues, two years for that. With both of those projects, like, we're evolving them. I and mean, 2020 is going to look a lot different for both of those type joints. And so, without that being said, all of this was the mixtape. Next comes the album. These lives, these were the mixtape. Next comes the album. Um, that project that I was kind of teasing that I can't really talk about, even though there's an Easter egg in this video. No, that's everything I was doing before, the tweets and all that type of stuff. That was the mixtape. Next comes the album. Even the way that like I tweet, like I'm changing the medium that I deliver um the experience of A Keys. Like 
It's not going to be, you know, the the tweet threads the way that they used to be. It's not going to be um, my Snapchat. Like, you know, people who have been following me for a long time, they remember I used to have a Velocikeys rants. That's what I called them on Snapchat. Where I'd just get in front of the camera and I would talk, I would talk and talk. And I would share like my rhetoric. I shared the way that I think not unlike this, um, but I stopped it and I evolved and moved it over to a different space or whatever. And I just want to prepare people, let them know that in 2020 is going to be another shift. And I'm already working on that shift. And so, um, yeah, that's, yeah. One last thing I wanted to say, um, I should have said this earlier when I was talking about using the 48 laws of power or using uh, Gary V's wisdom and whatnot. It's all about what you do with the sword once you get the sword, you know? Like, yeah, I'm a big uh, Star Wars fan and Kylo Ren, you know, um, I'm not going to spoil this upcoming, well, the movie that just came out. So we'll talk about The Last Jedi. Like when he's up going against Snoke, you know, there's a lightsaber that's sitting next to him and, you know, it turns and it kills the Sith or whatever, but it's being controlled, you know what I mean, by Kylo Ren, who is supposed to be evil. And like, you know, if you look at the lightsabers, you have the blue ones or the green ones or, um, you know, any other color ones. It's like, oh, those are the Jedis that are using it. So what happens when the Sith picks it up and then he's swinging it and shit? It's like, oh, well, now the evil person who's using the good weapon, it's like, no, there's no such thing as a good weapon and vice versa. You know, the red lightsabers, those are always supposed to be the weapons of the uh, the the Sith or whatnot, the evil one. So if a Jedi is picking up the Sith's lightsaber and using it for good, you see what I mean? It's, all, it's about how you use the weapon. It's not about what the actual weapon is. This is the last thing I say, because I'm about to go play chess with my guy, Les. Um, <clears throat> fuck, I forgot what I was about to say. I just had a, a brain fart. This shit crazy. Damn, it was important too. Like, it was the whole point that I wanted to make. Oh, well, I guess they're just going to have to wait until next time for it. So, uh, yeah.